Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Coaching Professional Women Survivors of Abuse. I hope everybody's well. I have a little bit of a cold, so I'm just warning you. My voice might go out at any time. But of course, I feel like every episode that I do, I have this little weird frog in my throat that just pops in whenever it feels like it. So I apologize in advance for that and for all the prior episodes that I've done where that has happened. But um, everybody is getting really sick lately. Again, um, sad to hear that this new variant is sort of taking over. And I really just have a little cold, but everybody's freaking out. I had to take two COVID tests to prove that I don't have COVID, but it doesn't really matter because I have an annoying cold, which is a little bit, you know, bringing me down a little. So anyway, I hope you're all doing great. Today I want to talk about, are you convincing yourself that you are not a survivor? I've posted a couple of little posts on Instagram and Facebook where I mention this, but I want to get serious about it. Because I feel like, and, and I found out recently after talking to one of my clients that that is exactly what has happened up until now. So we're really good at hiding what is really going on inside us, aren't we? We are survivors after all. <laughs> but we have gotten so good at being strong and standing up for ourselves that we have become overly guarded. Don't you think? I mean, have we done that? We're just trying so hard to prove a point that we've become overly guarded. Now, are you convincing yourself that you are not a survivor or we're not a victim or you're not in need of anything? You're just, I'm good. I don't need anything. But that's a coping mechanism. I hope you understand that. That's how you've coped with your past all this time by convincing yourself that stuff hasn't happened or that you're just not a victim and, or you don't need anything. And as a result of that, it has caused some problems in your current life and we can't see it. That is the biggest issue. And it took me a long time too, to figure it out, but a lot of people just don't see it until it's brought to their attention. So plus negative feelings are uncomfortable. And we humans will do anything to not feel uncomfortable. I think we've talked about that in the past. We'll push it away. We'll, we'll buffer. We'll do anything other than feeling uncomfortable or having hard conversations with people. All right. So about my past, I know you all love to hear about my past. It seems to be (laughs) getting a lot of attention on the podcast. So, but I started to turn into an ice princess. I never cried. Mostly because at the time my kids were little, I didn't want them to see me crying. But why didn't I want that? Well, because I felt like if they saw me crying, it would upset them or that I was not going to be there for them in some way. I didn't want them to worry or to feel sad or feel bad ever. So I stayed strong and I kept my feelings inside. Brave face, right? I also never cried in front of anyone. I didn't want anyone to think I was weak. Or maybe I didn't want anyone to think that the broken relationship was my fault in some way. And I had to prove that I was fine on my own. I mean, is that resonating with some of you? You just 
are in a space where confusion is sort of taking over. Like I didn't want anybody to think it was my fault that the relationship broke up, or maybe I thought they thought that. So I had to prove a point of some sort. So anyway, I didn't want to feel those negative feelings, whatever they were. I didn't want my children to have to feel any either. And I just wanted it all to go away. And, you know, it probably would have gone away, but my thoughts and my hanging on to the past and my hanging on to the victim role was keeping it in my life. So I became guarded and very protective of my children's feelings at all costs, right? So now I had a job to do. My job was to stay guarded and to protect my children's feelings, which is, you know, a good thing to do for your children. But our past may seem like we buried it away, but this is how it shows up in your life now. It shows up in the form of procrastination, fear of failure, fear of feeling negative emotions, and fear of feeling defensive. Procrastination would look like me saying I was going to make better choices, but not actually doing it. Hence the many years of me saying, I just don't understand why this keeps happening to me. That's procrastination without you knowing it. You procrastinate so much that the same things keep happening over and over. Fear of failure. Oh, this is a big one. Let's talk about this. Fear of anything is scary, right? But when you have fear in your past and it has created an emotional wound, then that fear is going to stick with you no matter what you're trying to do. And that fear is debilitating, which keeps you stuck in place, right? So fear of failure is huge. Here's an example. You're in a relationship and you don't like something that your partner is saying or maybe that they're doing. And it might not be something awful. It just might be bugging you. And you want to say something, but you're too scared. So you put up with it. You deal with it. And that feeling is a feeling of being defeated when you put up with something or you settle. That really does set you back. So you're stuck in place around that specific incident in your relationship. Now, if you don't address it, it'll just get, you know, put into the the box of, you know, this is my, these are my fears. Here's my box full of fears. And then every time you don't speak up and you feel defeated, you could just add it to that box. And pretty soon the box is overflowing with all of your fears and all of your feelings of being defeated. Now, fear of feeling negative emotions, well, this one's easy. Nobody likes to feel negative emotions or feel bad ever in any way. And so again, the fear of feeling is what, the fear of feeling is what prevents us from speaking up and using our voice, moving forward. It just goes along with fear of failure. You don't want to feel debilitated by that old feeling of fear creeping in, which causes negative emotions. Now, feeling defensive, that's a good one. (laughs) This is so good. I used to be very defensive, and I see a lot of women survivors 
act very defensively. Sometimes I can, they're not even clients or just people that I see that are acting this way. And I think to myself, they must be a survivor of something. I was very reactive. I would argue every point with you. I was not listening because I think my feeling threatened trigger would come up so quickly that I was planning my response and not really listening to what the other person was saying. And I'm sure you can relate if you've ever had that feeling. So those are some of the ways that we aid in convincing ourselves that we are not broken and we are not victims or even survivors. Some women have said that when they even hear those little titles, it makes them start to feel that cycle of defending who they are now or who they want to be. It makes them mad. But do they have all their emotional baggage under control? Have they healed their past wounds so they can move forward toward their goals and not constantly be dragged back each time a trigger comes up? So that in and of itself might make them mad that they don't have control over this. In the end, there was one thing that I was sure of, and that was that I was going to do everything from this point forward my way. I was going to do it my way, and that's how it was going to go. The thing to be careful of is how you go about doing it. Also, remember that it's not what happened to you, but what you did after how you responded or how other people treated you after the fact. That is what sets the tone for how you have been acting now or for how your whole life has unfolded from that point until now. It That very thing, what happened and how you held it in your life is what is determining how things are going for you now. If you felt like you were a victim or in victim mode after a bad relationship or an abusive relationship, if you consistently played the role of victim, then that's how your life unfolded. Or if you wanted to forget about it and push it away and then tried to move forward without healing any of that past emotional baggage, then think about it. Everything you've done from that point forward carried a little bit of that feeling into your current life. Sometimes we are not nice. <laughs> I don't know about you. Well, it's happened to me because our past was so awful. And we became rough around the edges. And nobody likes that person. Being mean or nasty or unpleasant doesn't show that you are strong. It shows that you are just an unhappy survivor. Sometimes we think that if we if we're mean and we're a bully and we push people around or were just nasty, that doesn't show you as a strong person. And I think some people get confused by that. They think that that makes them seem strong, but it's just showing that you're unhappy and you're an unhappy survivor or an unhappy victim. I made the decision that I wanted a better life, a better life for me and a better life for my children so that we didn't have to feel the negative impact of my past. Plus, I also felt like my children shouldn't have to suffer for my choices in my past. And of course, we always feel like we made bad choices. 
That feeling is part of your past baggage. Blaming yourself for what happened will definitely keep you stuck. So when people say, well, I don't, I don't carry any of that with me. But if you feel like it was your fault in any way, then you're carrying that with you. And if you're reacting and triggers are coming up, then you're carrying that with you. I did that for a long time. But finally, after some soul searching and a really good coach, I realized that I'm not going to let that unmanaged mind or that unmanaged action of that other person determine my happiness or my future goals. Now for you, you could put it in your context, right? It could be unmanaged minds of that group of people or that group of family members or that person or that incident. It's not going to determine my happiness or my future goals. I'm not allowing it. It is, it is, however, understanding that another person, now pay attention. This is huge. You need to understand that another person made you feel incapable of receiving love or having a life or moving forward. That was another person's baggage, another person's opinion, another person's thought process that made you feel incapable of receiving love. So you're not lovable is what you may have heard, or you're never going to have a life, or you can't move forward. You're not good enough. Those thoughts get into your, your brain cells. Trust me. So once I understood that no one has power over me or over my emotions or over my emotional health or over the decisions that I want to make for my life, then, and only then I felt free, free to get unstuck and to take back my power and control so that I could live the life that I deserved. Okay. Does it make sense? Feel free to get unstuck and to take back your power and control so that you can live the life that you deserve. I can help you do the same thing. So please reach out to me for a consult so we can talk all about you and how we can put a plan in place for you where I meet you where you're at and we can move forward from there. All right, everyone. I hope you have a beautiful week. Stay healthy. Talk to you next time. Hello. If you are tired of feeling stuck in your life and wanting your power and control back, my Triumph Over Trauma coaching solution is for you. We will work together to uncover the root cause of your pain, put a plan in place to move you from where you are at to where you want to be. Go to karenmessina.com and sign up for your free confidential consultation. What do you have to lose? Let's do it.